Hello and welcome to Max's Tavern, where every drink has just a little bit of hair in it. Today we will be talking about some magic history as well as taking a look at some more modern equivalents. Now, let's take a time walk back to the very first set of Magic the Gathering Alpha, released in August of 1993. In the summer of 93, the world would see its first glimpse of what would be the biggest trading card game ever, Limited Edition Alpha. The first set's full title introduced cards that would continue to appear throughout the game's 28-year history, like Birds of Paradise, Counterspell, and Demonic Tutor. For such a historic set, it did have some pretty big oops moments, though. Two cards were accidentally left off every print sheet for the set. Every card featuring one artist had the artist's name misspelled on every single card, as well as quite a few typos throughout the set. But this set introduced the world to a whole new universe of magic. It was also the first time the world would see the Power Nine. Made up of six artifacts, two sorceries, and one instant, the Power Nine are widely regarded as the most powerful cards ever printed, and their power has been unrivaled to this day. Now, these cards became necessary in every single magic deck until the introduction of the banned list in January of 1994, which limited each deck to only being able to run one copy of each card. Nowadays, the only formats where you can play the original Power 9 is in Vintage, where each card is still restricted, Legacy, where all the, can all the cards are banned, and Commander, where all but one are banned. The six artifacts of the Power Nine include the full cycle of the original Moxin, that being Mox Emerald, Jet, Pearl, Ruby, and Sapphire. These are all zero mana artifacts that tap for green, black, white, red, and blue, respectively. In the early days of Magic, the original Moxin were played as land substitutes. Being zero mana artifacts, you could play your land for turn, drop a couple Moxin, and boom, you've got like three mana right out of the gate. The two sorceries are evidence of the poor power level adjustments seen in the early magic sets. Time Twister, for two generic and one blue mana, forces you and your opponents to first shuffle your graves and hands into, the, into your library, and then draw a fresh new seven cards. In the early days, discard and graveyard strategies were pretty cream of the crop. Being able to reset an opponent's grave in hand while also refreshing your hand was and is a powerful ability that now comes with some very heavy stipulations, which we'll get into a bit later. Time Twister is also the only Power 9 card that is legal in the Commander format. Time Walk is probably one of the greatest e examples of the egregious power level seen in, in the Alpha sets. Time Walk allows the caster to take an extra turn, a powerful ability in most games. Extra turn spells are still extremely common in modern magic with cards like Beacon of Tomorrows, Nexus of Fate, and Time Warp, but Time Walk will always be the true premiere of extra turn spells for one simple fact. It costs one generic and one blue mana. That's right. For a measly two mana, you were able to take another turn, partner it with something like Mock Sapphire, you can start out the game with an extra turn. Combine that with a deck that can also run four copies of every card and contain such powerful cards like Soul Ring and Brain Geyser, you can see the incredible power that these Power 9 carried. Early game is probably one of the worst examples for Time Walk's Power Level 2. The real show of force for extra turn spells is in those later games when a winner is close to being declared, 
and you can get that extra turn needed to win for just two mana. Now, if Time Walk is just one example of the power level of Alpha, the one instant on the power nine is the top of the pyramid. In all of Magic's history, card advantage has always been a deciding factor in a game. Look at Time Twister. Now, no card has ever given card advantage quite like Ancestral Recall. For a single blue mana, you can either draw three cards or force your opponent to draw three cards, though most people obviously chose the former. One blue mana for three new cards in your hand. This ability has almost been duplicated in a few cards, which we'll talk about more in a bit, but it's never been exactly perfect, never quite one-to-one. -one. Simply put, every draw spell ever made and that will be made will always be outshined by Ancestral Recall. Finally, there is the king of all magic cards. Pristine copies of the Alpha Edition can sell for upwards of $100,000. A signed copy went for over half a million dollars at auction. The Black Lotus. For zero mana, you get an artifact with an extremely powerful ability. Sacrifice Black Lotus and add three mana of any one color. Partnered with any of the Moxin and a single land, you could start your game off with five mana, if not more. The highest converted mana cost of any card in Alpha is a mere seven mana. Of the 295 cards in Alpha, 12 have a converted mana cost greater than five. Of the remaining 283, 19 are land cards and 51 are colorless artifacts. Multicolored cards are a long way off from becoming a thing too, so you only need one color to cast 213 cards. And that one color, 213, all that is possible off of just three cards. Now, the Power Nine is historic in Magic the Gathering for its power level. They will never be matched again, and none of the cards will ever see a reprint in the foreseeable future due to Wizards of the Coast's reserved list policy. The Power Nine and Magic the Gathering are the most expensive, non-specialty cards in the game, each fetching thousands of dollars on their own at their very cheapest. The fact that they still never that they will never be truly matched has gotten many players into debating what a modern Power Nine could be. I personally have given some of this some thought to and have come up with a few different lists. From here on out, we'll be talking about some of the different options, specifically in the lens of the Commander format, because it has the biggest card pool, and it's the best format. Uh, let's talk about some criteria for the Power 9 before getting into the list, though. Now, the Power 9 must follow the specifications of six artifacts and three non-permanent spells, at least to me. I mean, you gotta kinda limit yourself, you know? Each entry for a Commander Power 9 should do something identical to the original list, i.e. take an extra turn, create mana, draw cards, reset hands and graves. So to fit this list, something like Arcanus the Omnipotent, a creature that can tap and have you draw three cards, would not count. The cards can be any color, however, and we will be looking at various price points so that people of any budget can have their own sets of power. Also, as an aside, I will only be mentioning Time Twister in one list. Since it is Commander Legal, it is also, it's an auto-include. It's the best Time Twister card. No other card is going to do Time Twister quite like Time Twister. Now, onto those lists. For the most budget-friendly option, other than proxies, let's start talking about the Diamond Cycle of cards. Now, the Diamond Cycle is a set of five artifacts named 
a bunch of different ways. There's charcoal diamond, fire diamond, sky diamond, moss diamond, and I don't remember the fifth one. Um, all of these cost two mana and enter the battlefield tap. They will all then tap for one mana relating to the color, i.e. charcoal diamond taps for a black mana, fire diamond taps for a red mana. These will fill the moxen slots as they do the same basic thing, though the earliest diamonds are only usable as early as turn two if you're ramping, three if you're not, depending on what else you have in hand. To fill the role of Time Twister, we will be using the sorcery Days Undoing. For the same cost, Days Undoing does the same as Time Twister, but with an added drawback. Days Undoing also has the stipulation that if it is your turn, end the turn. Now, end the turn abilities are very interesting for the fact that they are very final. Nothing else can happen as soon as an end the turn ability is on the stack. Because the turn ends. Um, in Days Undoing's case, if it is your turn, once everyone has shuffled the necessary cards in and drawn their seven cards, the turn is over. No other abilities can be activated, no cards can be played, and any abilities that happen during the normal end phase don't happen. This can be useful in some decks, like Obeka, but it's, it, it, this, it really is a major drawback far more than it is useful, at least in my opinion. That doesn't make the card bad by any means. It is the cheapest way we can get a time twister, especially if you're going against any deck that has a heavy graveyard strategy like Marin or Moldrotha being able to shuffle back their entire graveyard. Sure, you're refreshing their hands, but their graveyards are also a hand. So it's a huge thing. Um... The extra turn representative is Time Warp. It is a simple spell. It is also the cheapest, both for mana cost and for your wallet. There are cheaper spells mana cost-wise, but they are they often come with the price of losing the game at the end of the extra turn, like Final Fortune. Or you won't be guaranteed an extra turn, like Plea for Power or Stitch in Time. Temporal Manipulation could be an alternative as well. It is the same cost, three generic and two blue, but its dollar price is a little higher. As for Ancestral Recall, I would consider the best alternative to that to be Treasure Cruise. For seven generic and a blue, Treasure Cruise draws three cards. Its mana cost is a lot higher, and there are some cards that cost a lot less and also draw cards. But the beauty of Treasure Cruise is that it makes itself cheaper. Treasure Cruise has the keyword Delve, which reads, Each card you exile from your graveyard while casting this spell pays for one generic mana. In a longer game, it is very easy for Treasure Cruise to go from costing eight mana to one mana. Excuse me. I'd argue that there is no cheaper price-wise alternative to Ancestral Recall. In a budget list, looking for an Ancestral Recall, Treasure Cruise is the best choice. Then there's Black Lotus. What is a good, cheap option for the best card in all of Magic? Well, let's go back to looking at what makes Black Lotus so good. It is cheap, mana-wise, and it produces a good supply of mana. For that, there is no better option than the freshly reprinted Lotus Bloom. Lotus Bloom could be considered a functional reprint of Black Lotus if not for one word. Suspend. Lotus Bloom does not have a casting cost, only a suspend cost, which means Lotus Bloom can only be cast from your hand using its suspend cost. For zero mana, you can suspend Lotus Bloom with three time counters, and suspend reads, at the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter. When the last is removed, cast it without paying its mana cost. 
After that, congrats, you have a Black Lotus. So let's real quick recap the budget Commander Power 9. For the Moxen, we have the five diamonds. For Ancestral Recall, Time Twister, and Time Walk, we have Treasure Cruise, Days Undoing, and Time Warp, or Temporal Manipulation if you want to get fancy. Finally, for Black Lotus, we are running Lotus Bloom. Now, how about the most balls-to-the-wall, budgetless option? Since 1993, there have been countless new Moxen, Mana Rocks, Extra Turn Spells, and Draw options. So what would be the most one-to-one -one option for a Commander Power 9? But first, a word from our sponsors. And we're back. Welcome back to Max's Tavern. Uh, we're talking about the Commander Power 9. Let's start with the Moxen again. Benefit for the original Moxen is that they are very easy mana for ridiculously cheap. Drawback to the original Moxen is that they only tap for one mana each. Now, let's look at some modern day Moxen. First, again, we gotta have those five Moxen. And what definitely makes the list, no matter what, is Mox Diamond. For zero mana and discarding a land card, you get an artifact that can tap for one mana of any color. Mox Diamond is the second best mana rock of all time. It is. I, I will fight people about that one. Uh, there is no better rock, plain and simple. The closest another come and the closest another card comes to being eligible for the list is the number two choice, Mox Opal. Mox Opal is a legendary zero mana artifact that can also tap for one mana of any color. Opal's drawback, however, is that you need two other artifacts for it to be able to start being used. Still an insanely powerful card, especially in Commander, where artifacts will be all over the battlefield. I mean, every other Commander game starts off with Soul Ring and Arcane Signet, so boom, Mox Opal, third one. My third pick for the Moxen list would be Mox Amber, the second newest Mox. Mox Amber will tap for one mana of any color in a legendary permanent's color identity. Now, I did write legendary permanent, but it is false. It is legendary planeswalker or legendary creatures color identity. If you have your commander out, Mox Amber becomes better than Mox Diamond. But with no legendary permanence, then Mox Amber is just some pretty art. My fourth commander legal Moxen would be Chrome Mox. When Chrome Mox enters the battlefield, you may exile a non-land card from your hand, then Chrome Mox can tap for one mana in that card's color identity. I honestly thought I'd rank Chrome Mox higher, but if you don't have many multicolored cards in your hand, then it's not really that great. I mean, it's still basically a free mana, but it's it's still not the best. Now, there's one more position for Mana Rocks, and it is a tie to me between two options. First, there is Mana Crypt. For Mana Crypt, for zero mana, Mana Crypt can tap to add two colorless mana. At the beginning of your upkeep, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, take three damage. With 40 life, an early Mana Crypt is very powerful, and for zero mana, it is very hard to turn down. The next option is another Mox, Mox Tantalite. Mox Tantalite does have does not have a normal casting cost. It's a lot like Lotus Bloom with Suspend. After three turns, you'll have a zero-cost artifact that can tap for one mana of any color. The major drawback is that three-turn suspension, which means you won't see that mana source for an entire three turns. If you open it, great. If not, in the later game and you're really starving for mana, Mox Tantalite hurts to see. When it comes to... The most balls-to-the-wall Commander Power 9, though, I did decide to give the edge to Mana Crypt. Just in every regard, 
I think it's better than Mox Tantalite. It's just it's it's always going to be useful, and it's going to be useful right when you cast it. Obviously, my choice for Time Twister is Time Twister. It, it's 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 obvious. It's the only actual Power Nine that can be played in Commander. It has to be the peak choice. For Time Walk, I have another two options. On the one hand, what makes Time Walk so good is its powerful ability, taking an extra turn. On the other hand, it is a cheap extra turn spell. First, and my least favorite choice for this list, is Expropriate. For 7 generic and 2 blue mana, it is far from cheap, but it also is incredibly powerful. In a 4-player pod, Expropriate guarantees one extra turn, as well as gives you control over three of your opponent's permanents. Each player makes a vote for time or money, starting with you. Each vote for time gets you an extra turn. For each player who voted for money, you choose a permanent they control and take control over it. It is a terrifyingly powerful spell that has the capability of ending a game immediately, and it is a personal favorite of mine. It's great. It's a powerful spell. But I think the real draw for Time Walk in the Power 9 is how cheap it is for an extra turn spell. My personal choice actually costs 11 mana, however. Temporal Trespass is another simple spell. For 8 generic and 3 blue mana, take an extra turn after this one and exile Temporal Trespass. Much like another, another spell we talked about, though, it has the power ability of Delve. Each card you exile when you cast this spell pays for one generic mana. Like Treasure Cruise, Temporal Trespass can quickly become a 3 mana extra turn spell, which is the closest we get without losing the game to Time Walk. While a blue and a generic is infinitely better than 3 blue mana, 3 blue is far better than 3 generic and 2 blue. For this, to me, Temporal Trespass edges out Expropriate for the Commander Power 9 slot. Now, when it comes to Ancestral Recall, I think an argument could be made for Treasure Cruise being in this slot. Delve is a great ability, obviously. It just appeared on Temporal Trespass. However, I prefer one other mechanic that guarantees a low mana cost. We've talked a lot about Suspend, and I think it is our best choice for an Ancestral Recall. Ancestral Visions is a blue spell with blue and Suspend 4. The Suspend cost is one turn longer than Mox Tantalites or Lotus Blooms, but I think this is honestly, honestly negligible. Four turns to wait for a one-mana draw three is still very powerful. It will also always be one mana, whereas Treasure Cruise could be anywhere between eight and one mana. In the right deck, Suspend counters can also be completely ignored. Finally, we come to Black Lotus. I personally believe the closest we've come to a functional reprint of Black Lotus is Lotus Bloom. However, there is a card exclusively used for commanders. Jeweled Lotus is an almost carbon copy of Black Lotus. The only exception is that Jeweled Lotus's mana can only be used to cast your commander. Cannot even be used to activate abilities of your commander. But that's it too. It, that's its only drawback. Jeweled Lotus is one of my personal favorite cards of the last few years because of its power. Take a monocolored deck like Heliod Suncrowned. With Jeweled Lotus in your hand, in your opening hand, you can start the game with Heliod on the battlefield. It works for a four mana, four mana single or two colored commander too, like Marin of Clan Neltoth. 
If you want to run it in a try four or even five color deck, it can be used to simply negate commander tax in later games or even turbo out your commander. So to recap that list, an optimized Commander Power 9 would feature Mox Diamond, Mox Opal, Mox Amber, Chrome Mox, and Mana Crypt as our Moxon, Time Twister, Temporal Trespass, and Ancestral Vision as our spells, and Jeweled Lotus as our Black Lotus. Now I've got one more list, more of an example than anything else. I have a personal list that I use for my own personal Commander decks and figured it'd be fun to share to give you some further ideas of what could be in yours. Now, my list of Moxon is nearly identical to the optimized list, save for one difference. I refuse to play Mox Diamond. I've had chances to acquire it, and I do not. The card is in that bracket of stupid expensive, and it's also on the reserved list. I want to limit the cards I own that are on the reserved list to exclusively ones I like, simply because I like them, not because of their power. Like Gwendolyn DeCorchy. She is my only reserved list card because she's cool conceptually. And Grixis. I love Grixis. Um, so I use, instead of Mox Diamond, I use my sixth choice of Mox and Mox Tantalite. The commanders I play against and play with have a very similar power level, and the drawback of having to wait for Mox Tantalite isn't as lethal as it might be in other playgroups. So, Mox Tantalite is a safe, cheap, and fun substitute for Mox Diamond. I also run Temporal Trespass and Ancestral Vision in my personal list. They're good days, and I really like the Suspend and Delve mechanics. I also run Days Undoing, though, it, though I would play one other card if I had the budget. Time Spiral, the card, not the set, is a sorcery for 4 generic and 2 blue. If you have the six mana up front, you get a time twister and get to untap six lands. If you have lands that tap for two or more mana, you can get more than six mana back while also refreshing everyone's hands and graveyards. That's my big list of the Commander Power 9. Now, there are some other options within the parameters I've given, and that's okay. Other options I'd honestly consider are cards like Soul Ring or Lion's Eye Diamond or Dig Through Time. It's also important to remember that Commander is a casual format, even with all these competitive lists out there. The ban list you and your friends play with can be different from what I and my friends play with. If you're playing with billionaires and you want to run the original Power 9, go for it. Nothing's stopping you. There are some other cards that are extremely powerful in their own right and could form a separate Power 9. Cards like Ristic Study, Mystic Remora, Smothering Tithe, or even Doubling Season. These are all really good options and could be played as just raw power, power nine. And that's the show. Thanks for tuning in to the new season. New episodes come out every other week. If you want to see the new episodes early, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash DZ underscore productions. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. We do three to four streams a week and we'll have even more content coming soon. And if you're just watching, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I'll save you a seat next time at Max's Tavern. Have a good night, guys.